Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Today is Monday, June 27th. Hey, it's my little brother's birthday. I just realized that just now. Holy cow. Someone please remind me to uh, wish my little bro a happy birthday. Oh, goodness gracious. So I was one minute late this morning, which I hate. Normally, I'm right on time. Right on time. Georgie girl, good morning. Good gold medal podium finish. Good to see you, dear. Normally, I'm right on time. So, first of all, I just woke up. That was problem number one. Problem number two. I was, uh, like two minutes before the show, I was uh, washing my hands. Because, you know, you got to be fastidious before the show. I'm not going to do the show with dirty hands. <laughs> anyway, I uh, do the, I have the, the, the pump, you know, the liquid soap thing all over the place next to all my sinks. I did the pump and the, and the thing shot out at a weird angle. It basically, I was trying to soap my hands and it put soap on my shirt I had kind of a salmon colored shirt and green soap I couldn't do that so I had to do a wardrobe change like 60 seconds before going live very very traumatic but anyway we're here now as I said I just woke up it was, I, I did some, uh, I did some nighttime farming last night. I was at the farm pretty late and uh, had to uh, come all the way uh, home, you know. I'll tell you, nighttime farming is kind of cool because, well, it's cool. It's not hot. It's not the middle of the day. So I actually much preferred it, but I got home really late. Hornet Responsible 684 says, hi, dude. Hi back. How's it going? <laughs> yes, I was spunked by dial. <laughs> Good one, Tank. Hey, speaking of Tank, let's get Tank's music homework out of the way. Let's see what he got. Uh, Green Day. Wait a minute. Holiday. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Holiday, is that the name of the song? I'm not too familiar with Green Day. I don't know if you still respect me after saying that tank, but it is what it is. Anyway. So, uh, but I want to let you guys know, you know what I did this weekend? I went to see Billy Joel. How about that? Billy Joel uh, played at, uh, let's see, where was he? He was at Notre Dame University, which is in uh, South Bend, Indiana. Now, I have seen... Billy Joel, this concert would have been my, I don't know, maybe sixth or seventh time seeing him live. I've been lucky enough to see him over the years, many, many, many times. Very lucky. I see Holiday is one and it rolls right into Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Okay, Tank. Very cool. Anyway, uh, so during the lockdowns for this flu deal that was going around, 
you know, like probably so many people, I built up this list in my mind of, boy, if they ever do concerts anymore, and if people ever tour anymore, you know, here's the, some people I sure would love to see one last time. Well, Billy Joel was on the, on the list. And lo and behold, I actually didn't even know he was playing in the Midwest until I stumbled. I just randomly went to Ticketmaster like two weeks ago. I don't even know why. I never do that. I just did it. There he was. Billy Joel in the Midwest. It's like, all right, I'm going. So first of all, now I say this as a person who I have love in my heart for Billy Joel. Huge, huge fan. Huge fan. It's really because of him, I think, that I took up uh, uh, trying to play piano, songwriting, that sort of thing. <clears throat> I say this with love and respect. Billy Joel is older than God now. You know, because he's super fancy and he does, you know, he's one of the, he's, he's a headliner. He has, he had the, he filled the whole stadium, big football stadium there at Notre Dame. He had, of course, the big TV screens and everything so you can see what's going on. When they first flashed his face on those screens, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Poor guy has really aged. Really, really aged. You're, you're going to no more Sox games, Tank? Do you think you're jinxing it? They keep losing it when you go? Anyway. they He shows up on the screen and you can just visibly, visibly see old. And you could see him walk to the piano and he was not moving very well at all. I mean, pretty much everything uh, visually is, uh, uh, it's like he's an old man. That's the problem with high def, says Georgie. <laughs> so then I, I can't remember. I think the first tune was like My Life or something like that. I think it was. And then he starts singing. And oh my God. He sounded like an old man. It's like, holy shit. It was kind of shocking and a little bit depressing there early on. And he just, I've said it, I've said it so many times before. I've said it so many times before. People get to a certain age and then they, they start looking weird. They start looking like Muppets, you know? It's like they're kind of not, they're shells of themselves, you know? And I'm watching, I'm listening to this and I'm watching, I'm up on the screen and he just looks tired and a little confused and <clears throat> you can kind of hear the weakness in his voice and stuff and it's like, oh God, it was difficult. However, 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 let's see, Oates says Billy Joel loves to hear himself talk about his favorite subject, Billy Joel. <laughs> now here's the thing. It was the the life cycle of that one concert was very, very interesting because it's almost like two or three songs into it, he he got it's like he got warmed up. It's like he finally started like uh, it, getting energy from the crowd or something. I don't know, but he he kind of 
he kind of came into his own and he came out of that geezer trance you know the that he got out of the clutches of uh, what is it father time mother nature father time and and so finally finally he, he now he was not he was not the Billy Joel of olds you know he's not 1980-86 Billy Joel let's be clear but uh, but he was really really good and and he ultimately <clears throat> he ultimately actually delivered a great show like he actually pulled it off um, even though he can't move even though just to look at him even even just to look at him it, it, it it's a little disturbing <laughs> I'm trying to be nice muscle memory kicked in says ode yeah maybe something like that Hank, you would be perfect in the balcony for the Muppets. Oh my God, those you would fit right in. That would that is the perfect job for you. Perfect job. But uh, I actually, by the end of this thing, I was I was very inspired. Now I've heard it. Now Ode uh, alluded to this in a way, and I've heard it. Uh, I have a few friends. Actually, one of one of my friends a witty and elusive medic has actually met Billy Joel every friend of mine who has actually met Billy Joel has said yeah the guy's a dick which is too bad that always is heartbreaking to to hear um oh superior Hans says is Chicago dangerous uh certain parts I would say for sure, but on the whole, the whole area, mostly not dangerous, but there's definitely some danger, Hans, so be careful. Yes, as long as Tank is in your neighborhood, you're, you're set, you've got protection. <clears throat> but anyway, as I said, this was actually um, really inspiring by the end, because because for that guy in the condition that he's in to get up and do that concert actually took a lot of balls. That guy had courage. He he's to the point where he has to be thinking, can I even really pull this off? Like I'm telling you, he looked tired. And he did pull it off. He he did it anyway, and he actually did pull it off. Like I like I said, by the end of the it was a really good show and the way they've put together the show now, very, very clever. Very clever. Because in all honesty, I think they found ways to put his head on the screen less than probably back in the day. They found very creative ways. There were even during uh, uh, some songs like uh, Still Rock and Roll to Me, they actually showed, he was playing it, the band was playing it, but they showed, showed old video of Billy Joel from back in the day playing the song so it was nicely done so they found these creative ways to to just not show you his old decrepit face quite as much as back in the day 
And then the other thing too, and this was a subtle thing, but I finally figured out there are guys in his, there's at least one guy in his band. I couldn't really tell exactly which one, but he has guys in his band now who sing uh, very much like, like they have a very similar voice to his. And I think on a couple of songs, there was actually one of the dudes was hitting a high note here and there. It was very clever how they did this. And I don't, I just because I'm such a music nerd and uh, I, I, I like to just study these things when I go to the, every Billy Joel concert I've gone to, I just, I just watch intently. So I thought it was clever how they pulled that off. And at the end of the day, I think he had, I, I, I have no doubt that people left that concert just feeling like, you know what, that was worth it. That was great. I loved it. So how that guy, 73 years old, I think now, in the condition he's in, he can barely walk. I'm not kidding. He looked unstable. And, I, and it's not like he was a drunk thing, which, let's face it, he could have been. I believe he's an alcoholic, but... I, it was just, it was kind of old man, like my hips don't work sort of thing. Kagger, good morning. Tank says, stay off the number of streets and anything with a south address for Chicago. That's a good rule of thumb. I like that. Now, the other thing, okay, let's talk about Notre Dame University here for a second. This is... Um, Again, a Midwestern, this is a Catholic, and I, and they are the Fighting Irish, Irish Catholic uh, College. Now, I have some Irish in me. I'm Catholic, whatever, so I guess I fit right in. But let me tell you, those Irish, they really earned that, uh, that, you know, that, that drinking reputation. Good God. The booze was just everywhere. Everywhere. And of course, it's a Billy Joel concert, so it's an older crowd, you know? A lot of a lot of old geezers like me, you know? I mean, there were, there were drunk people everywhere. Everywhere. I've been to a lot of concerts. I know there's always a little of that. But good God, these Irish, these fighting Irish, you know, they liked their booze. Yeah, Tank says the Stones are in their early 80s and still jamming. When you love what you do, it's easy. You know, absolutely. Like, I actually saw footage of Mick Jagger just the other day. The guy, he hasn't aged. Keith Richards should have been dead 30 years ago. The guy's, like, mummified. Like, how does that even work? Yeah, Ozzy's still alive. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I don't know who the opening band was. Why, why? Uh, I did see a little of it. It was very underwhelming, you know, as opening bands are. And, of course, it was... <clears throat> the opening band was Daylight. This is an outside stadium. Very, very tough gig. Um, you know, they were good enough, but it was nothing to write home about. 
It just sounded very, uh, to me, whoever it was, it sounded very vanilla, that sort of thing. Um, I'll tell you, folks, you know, this. I, so who says, uh, as long as you love what you're doing, oh, when you love what you're doing, it's easy, says Tank. I have this, um, I wonder if Billy Joel really loves what he's doing, in all honesty. I do wonder that. At this point, I think surely at some point he loved it. Maybe he still does. I hope he still does. But I just wonder if he's not just doing it for, you know, financial. I don't know. I have no idea how his finances are. He's surely he's made millions upon millions upon millions. But I have no idea if he's spent that wisely or saved it wisely. I don't know. Yep, he's gone broke at least once. I do know that. Fired his manager and everything. His manager was stealing from him. That was a long time ago. So he really at the height of his early career, he woke, he realized he was actually broke. <laughs> so he, he had to start from nothing when he was already a star. That happens from time to time. But uh, as I said... I did, in general, find it uh, very inspirational. I respect the hell out of the guy. He has a heart of a lion. Because I'm telling you, <clears throat> you know, people that go to a Billy Joel concert, first of all, they're very, most of those people have seen him multiple times. They have very, very high expectations because he has, he's delivered. He's delivered over the years. And he has to know, I mean, you could tell even his playing, his piano playing is diminished a little bit. Now, would the average Joe know that? I'm not so sure. Don't get me wrong. It was still, it was still amazing, but diminished. Um, maybe, I mean, I'm a piano player really because of him. So I've been studying his playing for decades. Um, one notable thing, every live show of his that I've ever been to, he, uh, he's played angry young man. That was a, that's, that's just a legendary live tune. And it really, it shows off his virtuosity, right? It's just an incredible live song. And, uh, he did not play it over the weekend. And I thought that was very telling. It's, it's a, it's a super, uh, difficult song to play. There's one part of it that's just very, very technically difficult. The rest of it is totally doable, but I thought it was very telling that he didn't play it. First time I've ever been to a live show where he didn't play it. <clears throat> yeah. Do you do you feel like Tank uh, Christie was maybe the one that got away? I mean, I do wonder how he reflects on that now, because let's face it, right now, this very day, she looks almost exactly like she looked back then when he married her. It's unbelievable. She does not age. Where, what, where, what pharmacy, pharmacy is she getting that adrenochrome from? Or whatever. Really makes you wonder. Whereas he has aged incredibly. A whole lot. 
So, I, as I said, I still respect the hell out of the guy. The 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 courage to to go play. Uh, the courage to be Billy Joel when you're a diminished human being, and I'm sorry, he just is. He is well on the back nine. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, <clears throat> I mean, if, if I heard tomorrow uh, Billy Joel just didn't wake up, it wouldn't shock me. Jordy says, that dude's net worth is like over $200 million. If he didn't love what he's doing, he wouldn't do it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He's, you know... Last time I kind of looked at it a little bit, the 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 properties that guy owns. I think his lifestyle really it it burns a lot of cash. I'm I'm sure it takes there's a whole lot of maintenance in his you know in the way he lives. So I don't know. I I hope I hope he loves it. I do cuz it would make me feel better cuz I I kind of felt sorry for him a little bit. Um. <laughs> Tank loves what he's doing and his net worth is 73 cents well <clears throat> how much of that is because of the sports betting tank plus it's got to be it's got to be expensive to have your wife live, live in Hawaii it's got to be an expensive way to do it anyway Georgie, where did you get that that Billy Joel is worth over 200 million? Did the internet just tell you that or were you doing that from memory? There was someone in the audience behind me was um, uh, talking about these times. This guy was saying he's gone he's gone bust twice. You did Google it, okay. So Google says he's doing fine. He's worth over two hundred million. That's good. Good for him. He certainly deserves it. He's a hardworking dude. He just is. So, that's good. I hear he's married. He has a couple young kids. Oh, Georgie retains practically nothing. She says Google is why you think I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> Tank. Oh my gosh. Then the co- you know I started thinking Elton John. Elton John is also a muppet. That guy he doesn't even sound like his former self. Like his voice got way deeper. Way deeper. And Oh, YY says haven't caught a stream of you tickling the ivories in a while. Yeah, you know, I should probably do that. I probably should. Uh, well, hell, I should probably play the piano. <laughs> Not just stream it. But I haven't... You know what? I'll bet the last time I, I sat down on my piano and played was the last time I streamed. I'll bet. Um, you know, I'm so busy preparing for the zombie apocalypse that I just haven't gotten around to it. It's bad. Maybe this fall... I'm super busy now this summer with this farming stuff. Finally, Robo Kitty's awake. Good morning, Robo Kitty. 
Or maybe, are you working today, Robo? What's the deal? Oh, hey, guess, by the way, guess what I'm doing today? I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go visit, uh, old guy in the hospital. I'm going to, I'm going to see how the pelvis is doing, how the broken ribs are doing. And, uh, I'm going to tell him how much he messed up my summer, how much extra farming I'm doing now because he's laying in a hospital bed. You know what we had to do yesterday at the farm? We had to, we finally decided we got to bust out the horses and do this Amish shit that he, only he knows how to do. And, uh, and we survived. Robo's working today. Well, maybe you'll get an interesting job, Robo. You never know. Jordy says, all that time and trouble you went through to get that piano and you haven't played it? Well, not in a while. Not in a while. You know what maybe it is? It's sitting there. It's sitting there waiting for me for if I ever have a free minute and if the internet goes down. <laughs> maybe that's when I'll play it. I will tell, I will tell, uh, old guy that Georgie girl says hi. I'm kind of excited, although I'm trying to judge how much time do I want to spend. I, cause he's, I, I hear he's a little lonely, even though his, his, uh, his boys are, uh, visiting him quite often, but they can't, they can't get to him today. I said, oh, you know what? I'll go hang out with him. So... It's gonna be interesting. I hope he's hope he's doing all right. Yeah, I wonder where Amber is today. All right, listen. Uh, you think I should be there 20, 30 minutes tops? Is that what you think? I don't know. I don't know what's expected. I really don't. I've heard that he kind of he doesn't like to be alone. Which is weird because, you know, he's a rough and tumble, self-made, you know, you know, farmer type guy. So, I don't know. Anyway, let's, let's jump into some mail. Everyone, keep the letters coming. The email address is chicagotonyv at gmail.com. We love to uh, field your questions. And, um... You know, I, I would say I'm unqualified to answer at least half of them. But it is what it is. Enjoy it. So, let's see. Georgie says, dude, being in a hospital fucking sucks. Even if you have visitors for part of the day, it's like 20 plus hours of no one engaging with you except for medical shit. It's horrible. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been in the hospital. I hope I didn't just jinx myself. I mean, you know, a stay. I've been in hospitals recently, you know, for this and that, but a, a good old stay where you're in a hospital bed, that's been a while. When is this cough gonna go away? I don't know. All right, first letter. Hey, Tony, I have an opportunity to transfer 
into the Chicago area for my job. It would be a good move for my career. But I hear so much about crime in the city. I don't like the idea of exposing my family to that type of environment. Right now we live comfortably in Louisville, in the Louisville, Kentucky area. So how much of a culture shock would this be? And in your opinion, is it safe to live in the Chicago area? This is from Bob K. Well, Bobby, uh, congratulations that you have you have uh, job prospects. You're, you have upward mobility. That's very impressive. Good for you. Now, um, I can tell you in general, so I have, I have uh, cousins who live in the Louisville, Kentucky area. So I'm actually, I've been down there a time or two or three or four or five over the years. And so I'm just trying to think that area versus the Chicago area. Very, very different. So I would say, yes, there will be cultural shock. I would say that. It's, you'll find that the Chicago area is just much bigger. It's much, it's, it's more of everything. It's bigger, more traffic, busy. Now there's more stuff to do, but it's going to take you forever uh, to get anywhere. Tank says, don't watch the news and you'll be, you'll be okay. Yes. So I agree now. So Chicago is technically a very violent uh, city, of course, but thankfully it's mostly all the poor people killing each other. So (laughs) oh my gosh, I can't stop coughing anyway. So I wouldn't worry about, I mean, I have all really, all of my immediate family is up in the Chicago area. I mean, you need to understand when people say I'm moving to Chicago, that really means they're moving to the suburbs. So Tank is, you know, he alludes, he says, uh, uh, move to the Northwest suburbs, Niles, Skokie, Des Plaines, Arlington Heights. I would totally agree. Those are all lovely areas. You'll be fine. Um, Chicago is an hour away from Chicago if you're driving. This is very true. <laughs> so <clears throat> so what you'll find, Bob K, is that if you move to the area, you will uh, you'll be moving to the suburbs and it will be soul sucking uh, because it, it's just strip mall after strip mall. You'll see a lot of, you know, Lexuses and Mercedes and BMWs and uh, the the people of Chicago are very very nice very nice people but also but you know they're they're it's I I think it's a it's kind of a silly place to live now I can say that now because I removed myself coming up on 25 years ago Stay out of Cook County, move anywhere in DuPage County. I think that's that sums it up. Perfect. Big fan of DuPage County, born and raised. Okay, next letter. Big Diesel, my girl wants to buy a house, but my God, the prices are insane. Her friends are telling her that prices will only go up from here if she waits. That doesn't feel right to me, but what the hell do I know? Do you think it will pay off in the future if we stretch a little bit? or a lot to get into a home she really wants. Like, would this be a good financial decision? 
My dad always said, own real estate. Do you agree? This is from Matt S. Well, um, I agree in general. Real estate is a is a generally good place to be. Um, what I what I don't like to do, and this isn't just real estate, I don't like to buy things when they're very very expensive and sell things when they're cheap. I don't like that. I like to do the opposite of that. Jordy says, "Do not stretch yourself," and this is all in caps. <clears throat> I totally agree. I'm. I, I've said this before on the show several times. I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm intending to get a property. I've been looking at it pretty closely, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it now. This would be. This would be just the worst time to do it. I'm gonna wait till there's blood in the streets. I'm gonna wait till everyone is. I'm gonna wait till it, it's it. Real estate seems like the worst idea ever. <laughs> That's one to buy. Jordy says, if you stretch now, when the real estate market crashes, you'll be hella underwater and stuck for years. Bingo. There you go. You should... Hold on. What's his name? Matt S. Matt, do what I'm doing. I'm waiting for all the people that are paying these high prices to be in the situation Georgie is describing. And then I'm going to swoop in and buy things, buy something very cheaply. That's what you should do. Don't, don't let your wife's, your, is she your wife? Whatever, wife, girlfriend, don't let her friends know. Prices are always going to go up. What do they call that? FOMO? Fear of missing out. No. If this is what her friends are telling her, they're not very bright. Seriously, when am I going to get rid of this cough? This is driving me nuts. It's not the flu deal. I, I took a test. Yep, I agree with Georgie on this thing. Take it easy. Wait. Wait. All right, let's see what else we got. Dear Tony, hey man, I have enjoyed your talk about a trip to the Philippines. I married my Filipina bride in 2014 and couldn't be happier. Wow. Best decision I ever made. I went over for vacation and came back in love. If you ever go, be prepared to have multiple women show interest in you. Because of their culture, they actually value older Western men very highly. Wow. I love this letter so far. I might read it two, three times. I am nothing special, a custodian at a high school, but my bride feels like she hit the lottery. With what you bring to the table, I'm sure you would be seen as a god over there. I'm seriously putting this letter on my wall. I'm not kidding. You could uh, you could have a beautiful wife within weeks if you wanted it. If you do take a trip, please, oh, please document it and keep us posted. By the way, don't only go to Manila. 
the country has much more to offer in other provinces, in the other provinces, in my opinion. Just a word to the wise. This is from Alan D. from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Is this my favorite letter ever? <laughs> Robo says, this is a female bride masquerading. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What's not to like about that letter? I'll say, though, I mean, that's a scary concept. If it really is that easy, wouldn't that mean it would be very, very easy to fuck up your life? I guess that's how life works anyway. I guess even aside from the whole marriage thing, I could easily fuck it up in other ways. Jordy says, so you can buy love? God, I hope so. I don't know. Depends on whatever your definition of love is, says Smoogs. <clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong. I hate the idea of 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 someone uh, marrying me just just for financial reasons. I actually hate that's a horrible idea. Horrible. But if what we're talking about is a beautiful lady being uh, willing to uh, talk to me and consider me because of my money, which I may or may not allegedly have a little bit of, then, well, then, would I be against that? Not necessarily. <clears throat> they love money and what you can give them. Jordy says, hence the quotes. What quotes? What quotes are you referring to? This today's show has to be a record cough button show. It just has to be. I mean, do you think so? Do you think just it, uh, reflexively this is this this means that anyone who goes to the Philippines and gets married in a month, it's she married you for the money. Is that what it is? Are you guys going to shoot down my dream that quickly? Are you going to make me just not even uh, put my hat in the ring? Is that it? What is this all about? This is probably all moot anyway because I'm not allowed into the country. Don't do it. I've known a lot of guys when I was in the army that came back from Southeast Asia with wives. Always ends badly. Very interesting. Very interesting. Now, is it so they always brought the bride back? What about a guy that just stays there and lives with the Philippines? I've heard that uh, I've heard that Filipino women um, are very they're they're very very family oriented and they they're very close to their their families. So maybe these <clears throat> these ladies would miss were they unhappy because they missed their family? Was a culture shock? 
Do what you want to, but know that if you get married, they're going to want money. Yeah, I realize that. I mean, isn't that, isn't that, uh, is that not the case with any, any, in any marriage? Is it, if, if I get married here, is that still not the case? I had a friend that was a Filipina bride. It was bad. She was treated like the family servants. She ended up running away. Well, you know that wouldn't happen in this case. I'm used to, I'm self-sufficient. I don't need a servant. I mean, maybe a little bit of one. <clears throat> Georgie says, I didn't, oh, I didn't marry for money. Danny may have, but I didn't. <laughs> well, that's nice. It's just sad to think that I don't know. What if one of them wants to marry me for my personality? My blue eyes that you guys are always talking about. La the Hella says hi. Hello. Hello back. I don't know. This has me shaking my boots, but I will say this. At least you guys riddle me this. All right. Is it safe to say that um, I'll never know until I set foot in the Philippines, right? Don't you, don't I, what would be the problem with just going out there and hanging out, much like I'm doing in Mexico in a couple of weeks? I'm just going to go hang out. What would be the downside of this? Do you think that would be a bad idea? <clears throat> If she isn't after your money, then ask for a prenup and suggest she get to the U.S. without you sponsoring her on a K-1 visa. See how that works out for you. Well, I mean, uh, I'm I'm just to play devil's advocate. Um, yeah, I would assume any any Filipina getting that 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 I would know getting to the U.S. Yeah, I would have to basically do all that for for her for several reasons. First of all, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's red tape and all that shit, but then then to pay for it too. <clears throat> you guys, I was I was watching a video in the Philippines and someone bought a a really nice looking bowl of soup from a food vendor in the Philippines. And they have their money over there is uh, the, the peso, the Filipino peso. And, you know, they paid for it in pesos. I did the conversion, okay, to U.S. dollars. The bowl of soup cost like 15 cents. It was a meal, 15 cents. So, of course, they're going to, um, of course, they're going to need my financial help. Of course. And yeah, I would do a prenup in a in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. In all circumstances. Oh, I've never watched 90 Day Wedding, no. 
I, someone was telling me, someone, who the heck was a Robocat? Someone was telling me that uh, there's about this. Was there like an old dude and a Filipina chick on 90 Day Wedding? I don't know. Anyway. Or 90 Day Fiance. I don't know. All I'm saying, you guys. All right. I appreciate you looking out for me, but I also want to say, don't ruin my dream. You know, a guy's got a dream, right? Do I really seem like the kind of guy that would just willy-nilly? Uh, it was you, Robo? Okay. I thought that might be you. I couldn't remember. Anyway, I like to think that I, I'm level-headed and uh, I'm not just going to go off and do something crazy. But then, now that I think about it, I am kind of crazy, really. So, I don't know. You guys can you guys can try try and save me, but just be nice, okay? All right. You know, most most nights I cry myself to sleep, okay? Your money is their dream. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I have no doubt. <clears throat> I have no doubt. And they have things that are my dreams. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can't we exchange dreams? Once she gets back to the U.S. and realizes that their baller bucks in the Philippines doesn't have the same status in the U.S., there's much discontent. Who said Who said we're going back to the U.S.? That's what I want to know. When did I ever say I'm bringing someone to the U.S.? Oh, see? Hella says life is short, getting shorter. Why not take a crazy fun chance? That's what I'm talking about. You know, I can still show a lady a good time at the U.S., by the way. Allegedly. Let the record show. All right? You know. Anyway. Wait, you're a crier, says uh, Norma Seastacks. <clears throat> yes. When I get in touch uh, with my uh, uh, loneliness and the fact that, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to die alone. Yes, the crocodile tears start flying. And then I just turn on some Netflix and it goes away. The Don can't abandon Dolly. This is true. I hadn't thought about Dolly. This is very true. He can't not come back from the Philippines. I don't know. What if I loved it there? I'm just saying, I mean, you know, I'm open. I'm just saying. All right, let's see. That was a, that was a very fruitful letter that uh, spawned all sorts of conversation. Let's see what this one does. Hold on, cough button. Dear Tony, my grown brother has a severe gambling problem and a history of stealing from family and friends to support his addiction. He has stolen jewelry from me in the past, caught red-handed. I don't invite him over anymore. 
He even stole money from my parents' bank account to the tune of several thousand dollars. They are retired and on a fixed income. He moved out of state for a while, thank God, but is coming back. He is asking for a place to stay while he gets back on his feet. I told him no fucking way is he staying with me. My mom is inclined to let him stay with them. I think this is a huge mistake. I'm trying to talk her out of it. From a moral standpoint, do you agree that my parents do not have an obligation to put my thieving grown brother up in their home? This is from Donna R. Right. So, yes, I would agree. I mean, first of all, it's none of my freaking business. I don't know what to do in this situation. But, yes, I would. I will agree that from a moral standpoint, uh, your if. If the, if the guy literally stole from them and stole from you and stole from other family members, you know, uh, yes, there is no moral obligation to put him up. I totally agree. But here's the thing. I mean, you know, parents are, uh, uh, they love their kids, you know, they love their kids. So, I guess I will say I'm not surprised, right, that your mother would be considering this because, you know, I think probably a, like a parent looks at a grown adult and they can remember. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember when uh, little Johnny was a little toddler in diapers and, you know, bebopping around? You know, they remember it's their kid. So they're going to do they're going to think differently. <clears throat> so. Georgie says, protect your parents. Now, yeah, so here's the rub. I mean, if your parents are retired, if they're ed, uh, elderly, if they're so they're vulnerable, then this is a different situation, you know? And so I agree, protect your parents, but I just, I honestly don't really know how to do it. Um, I don't know. God, you know, hopefully the guys uh you know work through his problem or whatever but it's a horrible situation remember when little johnny stole grandma's earrings to bet on the bears fuck that guy <laughs> it's a good one tank yeah i would err on the side of i mean uh especially since he's done it multiple times. If you can find a way to talk to your parents out of it, maybe you could take this angle. Maybe you could say, look, if you say no, this will be better for him. It'll, it'll make him face rock bottom. Don't let him stay with you. You know, maybe you could take that angle. Who would bet on the bears? <laughs> That's a good one, Georgie. That's a really good one. Don't pretend like you know nothing about sports. The sports thingy. <clears throat> this uh, degenerate gambling. Oh, man. That's got to be one of the worst. I mean, I I, I knew of a guy who was uh, who was married and and lost. He lost his house to gambling and his and he kept it from his. 
wife until pretty much last minute. <laughs> it's horrible. Horrible. I can't imagine what, what that must be like, you know, to, to be in the throes of that deal. <clears throat> Whatever. A lot of long letters today. Okay, dear Tony, I have a theory I want to run past you. I have noticed that people around me are living their lives pretty much as if nothing bad is happening in the world. Specifically, they seem to be ignoring the recession that is here or nearly here before us. Even with gas prices to the moon, I see just as many cars on the road. I go to restaurants and they are filled with customers. This is surprising to me. Any uh, and and now to my theory, I wonder if people were so traumatized by the pandemic years that they feel they deserve to enjoy life and have fun. In other words, they already paid a price by obeying lockdowns, restrictions, etc. And now they are going to disobey obvious economic signs. In other words, are uh, they are just going to ignore the recession and live their lives. Thoughts? This is from Kent from Branson, Missouri. Branson, Missouri. Um, okay. I mean, I think I get I think I get what you're saying. <clears throat> it's like uh the price of things is going way up, etc. etc. But you don't see any evidence in real life that anyone is uh, taking any of this seriously. <laughs> and Georgie has a good point. <laughs> Says it's surprising that you see other people doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah, he's going to restaurants and he sees people in restaurants. Yeah, it is kind of silly. <clears throat> Tank says the sky isn't falling, Chicken Little. It's just a little lower. Um, <laughs> how do you see cars on the road if you ain't on the road? Yeah, it's very... Very interesting points, people. Very interesting. But getting back to this, uh, let let's say, let's say uh, we are, you know, in or, or this thing's going to catch up. This idea that people would be like, "Well, I deserve, I deserve it," so I'm going to live my life as if no, we have no problems. Um, I, I don't think that's probably how people operate. I think I think uh, economic conditions are a math problem, you know. And so reality tends math reality tends to catch up to people. So I would say for this fella, this Kent fella, I mean, you won't see people changing their behavior till they. Till, till it's a math, till they have a math necessity. Okay. Then you'll know, oh, okay. We really are in tough times because now people are acting different. That's all. It's pretty simple, but these are all, these are uh, very good observations by, by the pepperonis. I'm, I'm very impressed. <clears throat> hey, Tony, are you an avid reader? I'm guessing that yes, you are. What book are you reading now? Have you ever thought about having a book club with the Pepperoni Gang? 
This is from Alice S. Uh, I don't think of myself as an avid reader, no. I do, I do like to read. I wish I read more. Am I? Do I read more than the average Joe? I really have no idea. Um, what am I reading now? I, uh, I just finished. I just finished. Uh, just last night, I finished a book by, uh, hold on, cough button. By the great Ted Kaczynski. Do you guys know who Ted Kaczynski is? Does anyone read Ted Kaczynski? Does anyone read Ted Kaczynski? Ted is the Unabomber. Ted is the Unabomber. And uh, uh, I just finished reading a book called Industrial, let's see, Industrial Society and Its Future. It's a heady book. Uh, I, I was, before that, I was reading uh, uh, The Law Science of Money, Tsar Lenga. Have I ever done a, um, or thought of a book club? No. Be why? Because those always suck. I've actually been a member of a, you know, reading group here and there a couple of times. Neighborhood, there was a neighborhood book club. <clears throat> the problem is no one ever reads the damn book, including myself most of the time. So I just don't, uh, I just don't think so. 7.59, people. I'm going to wrap it up. Um, thank you for spending a Monday morning uh, with me. I seriously, I'm starting to think uh, maybe I need to go to the doctor. I'm coughing quite a bit. This is, this is crazy. Um, okay, thank you, everyone, uh, for uh, spending time with me this morning. It's very fun. Very fun. Uh, I love you and I like you. Have a great Monday. I hope you, you start your week off very well. And um, I'll see you again tomorrow here on Reddit is the uh, is the idea. Pretty soon, it seems like we got to move to Twitch. I think that's the thing to do. You know, I don't know if I think maybe Reddit's run its course. Anyway, um, until we meet again tomorrow, I just want to remind you that you're uh, good enough. You're smart enough. I like you. You're nice people. And... Don't take any shit from anybody. I will talk to you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.